Hello and welcome to Warhammer Workshop. My name is Amy and I am joined as always by my good friend JF. JF, hello. Hi. We busy set out week. we set out this week thinking that it was very much not a busy week. Mm. Yeah. Um, um yeah. they dropped a bomb on us and that's fine. Previous... I mean, we're usually pretty skilled at finding things to talk about yeah. just because there's always some kind of buzz going on around the Warhammer community for some subject or other. And mm. there's teases, tarot cards. There's always something to talk about. We can stretch it. I don't think we'll need to. No, I don't think we have to this week. The pre-orders, however, are lackluster. Unless this is the thing that you've been waiting for, in which case that's fine. They are redoing a... I, I don't want to call it print-on-demand because it's not print-on-demand, but... Um, they're second printing, if you will. Yeah, made to order. That's what they call it. Um, they're doing made to order release of the two Cursed City expansions again. So this is your shot between the 17th, which is today, and the 27th of December. If you order them, you will get them. So now, which is done. good. Yes, I, I I think this is a sign that maybe Cursed City is going to have longer legs than we maybe pessimistically thought it would, but it's still going to be a much smaller thing that I think Games Workshop wanted it to be. I agree. So that's that. So they do specify that to play Nemesis, which is the second one, you will need Night Wars, but Night Wars is fully playable all on its own, so that's fine. Um, we also have the Ultramarine and the Thousand Suns upgrade kits for Horus Heresy. Great. Fabulous. Great for the Thousand Suns. We've talked about the the, the Ultramarine ones maybe being a little boring, um, but again, if you're a mega fan of uh, of any faction, even the smallest little details, like we've talked about how Horus Heresy is historical wargaming for yeah. Warhammer fans, and in in those cases, like where the stitching goes on the uniform is a huge deal. So, you know what? I get it. These are the veteran helmets, which do look like they have like face huggers, which is weird, but. <laughs> That's okay, I guess. Um, I'm sure cool. in person that's not the impression you have at all. No, uh, no, but maybe that maybe you do. <laughs> We've gotten a few quick previews this week. Also, we have the Boxing Day model for this year, which I forgot was a thing, um, but it is, and it is the I know what he's called. Oh, the abhorrent Ghoul King with the Crown of Delusion. On his throne. I I like this model an awful it's lot. It's a nice model. Cool yeah. display piece. Um, very brief, typical social media outrage. And, and I made the joke myself to you directly. Like, does he just drag his throne around the battlefield? Yes. I said yes. And yes. But also very quickly <laughs> debunked by a series of people on social media showing other models with crazy um pieces of equipment that they shouldn't be I mean, dragging around a battlefield. It's like, all right, I get it. The Sisters of Battle actively drag a corpse in a coffin to battle. So like, let's just let's just go but, with it. But that that's part of the shtick of the it model. Is, but there's uh, so many examples of it. and one of them is the uh that auric dude with a cauldron is mm -hmm. like he's casting magic like he's cooking on the run with his big cauldron yeah. just Cooking his meth as he's going. Like, yeah. I, I, there's so many examples of this that it, it felt it was so brief. The, the 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 mocking of the model with the big stone throne and so quickly put down that it, it that was amusing to me and yeah. I'm easily amused. It's so. very good. Here we go. So I I might pick this guy up um, because he would fit in with all of my Curse City models 
real pretty. Like I, can, I have, I can justify him. So mm. I have no reason to pick him up. Mm-hmm. Picking him up for me would be a huge pain in the ass. <laughs> uh, I still well, kind of want to do it. He'll so be, he'll be available online uh, starting January seventh. So oh, okay. Like no, if it's if if I can do online, mm-hmm. then I can order it online and have it delivered to the shop and pick it up any other day. Exactly. Also, I I keep remember I, I couldn't just I could just call the shop and say, can you put one aside? Hey, hey, um, hey. Anyways, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it's a cool mall. I'm I'm glad they're still doing cool. this, even though I forgot it existed. Yeah, Horsey Thursday gave us another tank. There's. I mean, what else are you gonna give us? I don't know. I at this point don't know. I was I I mean I guess I'm hoping for maybe more stuff for not Space Marines, like some Horace Heresy Mechanicum stuff or I think that will eventually happen but there's so much Space Marine stuff to go through and Horace yeah. Heresy is no 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 matter how you cut it it's all it's Space Marines it oops all Space Marines forever it is so I, I I'm afraid we're gonna have to live with that being the, fa- the case yeah uh, on the other hand it's a cool it's a cool tank it is uh, very cool I, um, I remember a year at Adepticon where uh, the the Forge World resin super expensive version of that tank was all the rage because it was so OP and yeah every every Space Marine list had one I believe and it, it was a uh, it was it is the Typhon Typhon Heavy Siege tank um, which yes. shares a chassis with the Spartan but instead of being a transport uh, I I do love that they explain. The lore of the tank as being something that Perturbo uh, specifically ordered, mm-hmm. and someone made the joke uh, on on Twitter about is basically saying, "Hey, check this out, Mortarion. I had this tank named after that <laughs> lieutenant you hate." <laughs> That's pretty it's, good. It's so good, just like pointing out that maybe Games Workshop is running out of names <laughs> <laughs> on that big table uh, they roll. We have also yet again. More Necromunda characters. I feel like this is going somewhere. I don't know where, but like it's a lot. There have been a lot of characters lately. I here's the thing. I don't. I I think it's cool. I like that they're doing it. I have no objections. And some of these characters look really dope. Uh, I don't think they're going anywhere with it. I don't think there's a plan behind it. Okay. Uh, I think they just have the Necromunda team and. They don't have a, a mandate, so <laughs> okay. the sculptors are just like the artists and sculptors just going at it right. and coming out with stuff. Uh, like I don't think they have a specific mandate for new teams and new right. gangs. Uh, scenery is probably being handled by some separate, slightly separate team or right. some sep- like they have their own thing going on, uh, which is clearly much more structured and planned. Yes. So yeah, no, I I think they just hey, uh, un, un, under hive medics, let's go, let's, let's do go. it. Hey, this water guy, guild. This guy sells stolen watches. All right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> like, here we go. Like arms dealer, arms dealer that also sells baby crocodiles. I like. Yep. But I, I, if these models were in plastic and being sold in small kits or something like that, I would say okay, maybe there's a plan because there's an investment. Uh, that's but fair. because they're all Forge World resin, sorry, I hit my mic like an amateur. Um, because they're all Forge World resin, and thus not they're they're not going to be in store. They're not going to be like I don't think they're going to be part of say uh, Warhammer Quest Necromunda. Yeah, and then you play all these characters. 
that's which true. would have been dope but uh yeah i don't i don't think so because of the format of how they're releasing it i don't right. think that's their direction they're going unfortunately hmm so there's just somebody at gw that's just really good at just sculpting deeds like i made another guy great yeah, and, and and that's the thing. Like, if you're a company like Games Workshop, and you've got a guy that he's employed at doing this, and he's doing a good job, and between maybe between other projects, that's how he's filling his time. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you don't want him wasting his time. And if he's coming up with cool things, sure. I mean, this is how I do half my job. This week's rumor engine was interesting um, because we've the we don't talk about rumor engine all of the time, but we did. A couple weeks ago, because it seemed very League of Votan, and here we are again with an axe that you're going ahead and, and declaring already. The reason I'm doing this is because usually, okay, it could, it could be an Imperial Guard thing, um, mm-hmm. maybe I guess. Uh, the, the reason I want I, I say League of Votan is because they do they do mention axes as part of their uh, of their kit, and this is very clean. Yeah. Um, the handle has the crisscross pattern that I you don't usually I don't think you see that very much with the um, with, with the Imperial Guard. You see it in staves for the Adeptus Mechanicus, mm-hmm. and I've seen it on some of the gear for League of Votan. Right. Since the Adeptus Mechanicus aren't known for either using axe or being super clean about their gear, uh, <laughs> they're all about ointments and oils. So yeah, you know that that'll give you the results. It'll give you uh, my. I, I deduce, maybe wrongly, that this could be a League of Votan thing. And it could just be part of the same kit. Maybe yeah. the axe is the default close combat weapon of the jump troops attached to the previous rumor engine of uh, a, a, of a rocket bell that we've seen. So they And they've gotten so tricky. Like, they have, they've continued to get trickier with the rumor engines. Like, this could be strapped to someone's back. Whereas yes. back in the day, they would have just like taken that picture and we would have known that fact. But now they like cut it all out real nice and they give us yeah, nothing. They're... Which is good, I yes, guess. It's no, it's, it makes makes the, the rumor engine more fun, which like it's. I love the rumor engine. I'm, I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy that we get to salivate. And I love that every time a new model comes out that connects the rumor engine, someone somewhere will Photoshop the pieces of rumor engine on top of that mall to go see see this is what this was leading to yeah it's great it's honestly like the rumor engine and potato cam reports have been (laughs) some of the greatest quality of life improvement games workshop has brought to the community in since doing their whole warhammer community thing yes all right so games workshop put on we talk about chris yes Oh no, we're still. No, oh, we're, we're still. still we, one more. Right. We can, we're almost one more. to Christmas. Okay, one more. One we're more. Almost to Christmas. It's cool. All right, all right. They put out an article from, uh, in, in yes. which they discussed with the Warhammer TV painting team seven painting myths. Okay, and a lot of them. I will. I will quickly confess uh-huh. that I have not bothered reading anything but the controversial one. All right. So, so um, let's go through a lot of them are very, hmm, you're never too old to start painting, obviously. You have to have talent to be a good painter, obviously. You do not. You have to undercoat your miniatures with a spray can, 
I mean, if, if we had if we had uh, half an hour, I would run you through uh, my, my tired and true TED talk about how talent is a mess. But right. Which is exactly I mean, that's basically exactly what uh, this very brief answer from Lizzie is. It's like, Perfect. no, some yeah, people it's... pick it up faster than others, but that's about it. And, and yeah, yeah, even it's... then, it still takes practice. And not, not just that, like, if, if you'll permit me, like, a one-second tangent real quick, is uh, painting miniatures is far less about – it's it's not even a question of skills quite so much as just knowing an incredibly long list of various painting tricks mm -hmm. and shortcuts mm -hmm. and knowing where to use which. Yeah. There's no miracle. If you leave Blood Angels unpainted too long, you'll hear why Horace why from your painting desk. Great. I mean, it says true, yep. but I've had unpainted <laughs> Blood Angels. And <laughs> while I do hear some voices, those aren't the ones. No. Usually um, they're, uh, they're from the pantry. You have to paint models just like the box art codex or battle tome. Absolutely not. I do still like get this question a lot from people, like from new people. Like it is still like very much an... Like if you if you want to, you're perfectly welcome to. If you don't want to figure out how else to paint them, that's fine. But you you do whatever you want. It's very recently, my friend uh, my friend Shannon has been looking into getting to Warhammer, and she was asking me uh, through mess through through messages like do, all of these questions. And one of them was, yes. well, do I like if if I pick a chapter, uh, do I have to paint those chapter colors? Like you can, but. There's a reason, like Games Workshop built into the lore yeah. this idea that every chapter has a successor chapter or hundreds of successor right. chapter, and they can be whatever the hell you want. Right. So you could you could say, yeah, I'm doing Dark Angels, but they're gonna be you know blue instead because yeah. Like, the only thing you might not want to do is try to imitate something too well known, or at least put your twist to it, just not to yeah. confuse an opponent. But even then, even then, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't matter that much. Um, no. You should only enter painting competitions if you have a good chance of winning. And this is a hard one for me because, like, obviously you shouldn't. Like, if you want to enter, like, you should do it. Go for it. It's good. Mm -hmm. Feedback is important. And, if like, yes. if that's what you want to do, if that's something you're into, if you're looking to be a high-level competition painter, you need feedback to get better. Or um, just test where you, where yeah. you are because it's, it's hard to... It's hard to judge what yeah. level of painting you actually are outputting. On I mean, it's own. the same thing with your gameplay, right? Like if you're always in the, your same little bubble, um, mm -hmm. it's it's very different. Once you yeah, a lot of, of people, bubble. a lot of people are king of the hill in their local gaming club, and the first time they go to a tournament, uh, it is a rude awakening. Yeah, and then and then. And so this whole article, I'm kind of nodding along with. A lot of it is very beginner stuff, and I'm going, yes, 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 of course. Yeah, and I mean, there could be a discussion to be had about the painting competition thing about like, yeah, but you don't want to flood the painting competitions with too many models. Like, yeah, there's a whole thing, but the, like, it, I, the, the basics of it is if you want to, do it. Right. Absolutely. And, and that's most of the answers to most of the questions are if you want to, yeah. then that's what you should do. Until we get to this final question. Licking your brush <laughs> makes you paint better. False. Don't lick your brushes. You never know where Nurgle lurks. All right. Now, first of all, so they suggest that to get the point back on your brush, you use your fingers, which I can't yeah. even imagine. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I can use like I, I have fat hands. So like I do have like this thing that I can use sometimes mm -hmm. when I'm using someone else's brush, like I'll pinch it in the, the fat yeah. of my hand. Yeah, I have. I have a brushes. fancy. I do have a fancy water cup that I bought. 
and the GW one also has little grooves that you can use to pull mm-hmm. your brush up through, which is not like they're actually they're rather nice. I do enjoy them. But if licking my brushes is what takes me down, I deserve it, honestly. <laughs> like like if that's if that's what finally gets me I, uh, that's fine. I, I'm comfortable l- with listen, that. Listen, like if you're gonna be painting at the gaming club and sharing brushes, like oh, no, yeah, no, don't, don't, like, don't, don't, don't do it. Don't. If you're using enamels or like your paints, you're not using Games Workshop yeah. paints or the, whatever paint you're using has little skulls on it that aren't just decorative. If it no, tastes sweet, don't. stop. Do not. <laughs> do not. <laughs> if you smell toast, stop. Um, <laughs> no, I mean there is definitely a certain level of judgment, but also like acrylics are notoriously non-toxic mm-hmm. the if in you're not supposed to lick your brushes when they're loaded with no. paints either um yeah. if you're rinsing them in turpentine don't, don't lick them don't lick them like, like yeah. there, there's obvious certain rules but if you're doing the very basic entry level these are my acrylic paints from games workshop i will rinse these paints in my uh my, my water and then lick them back into place yep. uh I, I most painters do that it is how you get the best paint just by virtue of the saliva you can yeah, apply. Yeah, saliva is like, kind of magic. It um, is gross to say, but it is it is actually kind of kind of magic. And, like, yeah, it's like be smart about it, but also yeah. uh, I call bullshit on that one. Yeah, it's not. And it's a not lot great. of community did. Yeah, <laughs> there was. I believe there was hashtag brush lickers unite, and um, yeah. I will join the brush lickers yeah. union. Yeah, we're there. So yeah, no, I mean, I <laughs> I only use the brushes I own. Yeah, I don't lend my brushes. Like, I am more likely if you're a friend getting into the hobby and say like, oh, we're can we paint together? I will say absolutely. I will buy you a brush. <laughs> buy your brushes. You. Don't yes. touch my brushes. Yeah, you will. You because Don't touch my brushes. I'm very fussy. Yeah, if someone ruins my brushes, it'll be me, and I'll be yeah. comfortable with that. So, whatever. <laughs> that was it, it. It was. It's a fun article because it created this low stakes controversy. <laughs> it, did. Was, it did. And I love low stakes controversies. And They're up fun. until yesterday, this was the biggest news of the week. And yesterday, um. I don't know how far we want to go into the narrative of this, but the the, the where this all started for me was mm-hmm. uh, uh, Midnight Mass superstar Rahul <laughs> Kohli tweeted because we we've we've been seeing if you, if you're into any geek stuff and you, the mm-hmm. DC universe and The Witcher, uh, everybody's been watching with, with a little bit of sadness the 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 crumbling career of one Henry Cavill. Like, who I mean, that apparently... is dramatically put. <laughs> but it's like, oh, he left The Witcher, but he was going to do some more Superman. But now uh, the, the evil James Gunn How decided dare. not to do more <laughs> Superman with Henry Cavill. Or maybe he will, but not yet. But So this whole complicated thing where like Henry Cavill, who was going to be part of two beloved nerd properties that he adores, was suddenly homeless. Um, (laughs) Very tragic. And 
just and, walking uh, down the sidewalk with his custodes just like in his hands just there yeah. is literally an illustration i saw this morning on twitter uh like titled just henry cavill of him walking uh down an alley like it's his back it could be anyone to be honest <laughs> like with a dog and, and in the foreground is a trash can with a superman cape with no logo on it to not infringe on, on copyright right. and calm down like, everybody <laughs> like calm the violins everyone are going full blast <laughs> Yeah, the, the string section is is going wild. I don't know if you guys have seen Henry Cavill, but he will, he will not walk for work. Let me tell for, you, for, he, for, he, is, uh, he plays Sherlock Holmes in the Enola Holmes movies, yes. and he is excellent. Yes, he, he is a fantastic actor. Mm -hmm. He is a gorgeous human being. So pretty. Um, very pretty. He he seems he is one of those rare uh, creatures in Hollywood that looks like he's actually a decent person. Mm-hmm. Um, does not have a Twitter presence, uh, only has an official business Facebook presence from what I can tell. Like not someone who is he on, on, on social media to get into fights or anything. No, like, he posts pictures of his dog on his Instagram. Yes. It's, it's just absolutely good. like exactly what you want human beings that are in a position of celebrity to yes. be. Like he's he's not there begging for roles or or doing anything. Like he's got his probably got his own politics and probably enforces them in ways that are efficient to him. And that's it. So the, uh, there was a tweet by Ryle Coley saying like, Oh, I, you know, I hope if, if so someone should, uh, give, uh, someone should give Henry Cavill the Warhammer property to work on since now he's got nothing for yeah. uh, poor Henry. Like I, I don't have to tweet it. And because who cares at this point, because within 24 hours, like, it was announced it was that exactly that was happening. Yeah. So at, at first it was not like before the official GW announcement, I did like vaguely think that it was like just like ridiculously based off of Rahul's tweet that somebody was like took it and run, ran with it. Um, That was my original thought, because what I saw by my, my initial exposure to the story was on Twitter, something someone retweeting or, or tweeting a link to a Hollywood Reporter article. Uh, but once I read the article, I went, all right, that seems legit. That's nothing. The best yeah, thing about that article. They don't mention Rahul at all. Yeah. The best thing about that article is um, that it's got two pictures. It's got a picture of Henry Cavill and it has a picture of just some thousand sons. Just, and so I, I, I was very excited that like this photo was chosen either by someone who has zero idea of anything going on in Warhammer or someone with very intimate knowledge, and either way, it was glorious pick. And the fun thing is, I, I honestly probably sh someone should do some digging because the question mm. should be, like, whose thousand sons are those? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is it just some random? Like, we we know that internet reporters tend to just steal images without credit. Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, maybe there was a credit for that photo, but is it? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not one of Henry's armies. No, like, that's not what he. I, I don't know what armies he paints, but he has the custodes. He, he's been in this hobby for thirty years. He doesn't only have custodes. He might. He seems pretty dedicated. Now, like, or sure, last, that's the thing. Like, he's a private individual. I don't. I don't know. know we should plays. ask the people that were like, because he's been at Warhammer World a couple of times, and everybody's always mm -hmm. very excited to see him. We need to find out what he, what he pick up, guys. Need some inside knowledge. It it would be interesting. Like at some point when they're doing uh, press for this, mm -hmm. um, I'm hoping that someone 
visits his hobby cave or whatever he has and just he can show off what he's what he does and that would be a lot of fun one of my Um, favorite henry cavill things is like he's in an interview for i want to say it was for the witcher and he's mm. on this set that has this weird chandelier thing. And he's like, stops the interview. And he's like, I just got to say that this thing looks just like a Blackstone Fortress. I just <laughs> I just, I just, need to tell someone. Like, people will have no idea. That and the one where someone was interviewing him and they started asking him Warhammer questions. And he got so excited to talk to somebody about Warhammer before realizing that these questions had been given to this person to ask yes, him and I, that they I've themselves knew nothing and he was just so sad he just wants somebody to talk about warhammer with and we're here henry well, we're here for here's, you here's the thing. I, yes that is the vision that we have of henry cavill because he goes into these interviews which are a setting for a particular type of conversation so yes. being able to talk like i'm sure he's very excited and kind of disappointed when it doesn't work out to talk about warhammer in these settings but it has bred this very weird mythology <laughs> yes. that Henry Cavill, very wealthy, successful, mm-hmm. um, s- probably socially capable human being, yeah. um, has no one to play with or talk to. Like, the number oh, of I semi-celebrities like like on lot, Twitter yeah. who are trying to get like, oh, no, come, come play at my place, Henry Wool Game. I guarantee you, Henry Cavill does not lack for uh, for Warhammer 40k opponents. I am sure he's got I want, friends or a local gaming store, a club, something. I want his like. I want them to go visit his cave, like his his hobby cave, and have it be like you ever seen those model train enthusiasts that like their whole basement is a model I? train layout. Yes. That, but Warhammer, right? Like you're just gonna. It's just like. But he, here's here's the thing that's curious, and we're we're, we're veering away from the point. I want to so get back, far. and I want to read um, Henry Cavill's actual um, statement on this. Mm-hmm. But the the thing is, level of involvement in the Warhammer hobby is fluid mm-hmm. as hell. Oh yeah, like someone can be into building and painting figs and never playing, or building and painting things and playing, but never wanting to touch scenery. Yeah, so. Maybe all he has is just lines of curios with armies, or maybe he just has like maybe he just has a box where he stores his current army. Here's my shoebox. Yeah, exactly. Shoebox with tissues. That could could absolutely be something like that. Like I, it could be anywhere from what you described. Basically, when you step down into the Henry Cavill gaming cave, it is the Siege of Terra in in all its glory with all the figs, or I don't know. Maybe he's got like a army army transport or bell foam uh, yeah. <laughs> box, and that's it. Like I, yeah, it's such a fluid hobby. Yeah. So very quickly, I'm just going to read a statement because it's interesting and and I, I think it's very heartfelt for an official statement. Mm-hmm. So uh, he says, "For 30 years, I have dreamt of seeing a Warhammer universe in live action." same Mm -hmm. Um, now after 22 years of experience in this industry i finally feel that i have the skill set and experience to guide a warhammer cinematic universe into life pardon partnering with natalie viscuso i'm sorry natalie uh, at (laughs) vertigo has been a blessing beyond words without her we might not have found perfect home at amazon and having a home like amazon will give us the freedom to be true to the massive scope of warhammer to all of you Warhammer fans out there, I promise to respect this IP that we love. 
I promise to bring you something familiar. And I endeavor to bring you something fantastic that is as of yet unseen. Our first steps are to find our filmmaker slash creator, writer. Watch this space, my friends, for the emperor. Um, very quickly, Henry, if somehow you uh, stumble onto this and you need some <laughs> absolutely inexperienced moron to uh, to fill in the role of writer, mm-hmm. find my socials, I suppose. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's obviously a lot of people have been reading a lot into this and we can uh, we can discuss some of the details if you want. Sure. Because the the statement also came out with a, a very short animation of a fancy ass Aquila. So fancy. So fancy. And a lot of people obviously tried to read as much as possible into the Aquila because it's holding lightning balls. They uh, they're trying to figure out where in the setting it goes. Yeah. And honestly, it's new Aquila. Whether it's holding lightning bolts or not, I don't think shoehorns it anywhere no but i do think that if you're going to read anything the fact that half that aquila is falling to pieces Mm -hmm. very good yeah so i guess the general implications is that as as the statement says we're getting we're not just getting a tv series at amazon we're getting a sort of cinematic universe Uh, i think that's the ambition and to be honest if you're going to be doing something that's not dc or marvel Mm. The, the Warhammer 40k franchise is it's a very good place to to go. Yeah, and I mean especially with especially with Dune doing as well as it did um mm. which obviously, you know, the original lore of Warhammer borrows pretty pretty heavily on Dune. The which is fine. Like Warhammer that's fine. They never everywhere. They do. And that is what makes it great. Yeah. And there's but but you know, it's like that kind of it's that same giant political scope. Yes. Um, this, that Warhammer this we have an emperor that may or may not be alive and is uncaring and everything's a massive bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. And there's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, the half decaying Aquila is. It's very, pretty thing. Very so, interesting. Yeah. So um, one of the biggest rumors is that. Because the thing is, way back in the day, there used to be a rumor, uh, not a rumor, actually, it was very official that an Eisenhorn uh, television adaptation was being shopped around. Um, Frank Spotnitz, who worked on other things, was set to be showrunner, and he was shopping it around at different places, but that was back in July 2019. So... While the idea of an Eisenhorn television series on Amazon still sounds very good, and this may be it, I think that the certitude that we're walking into, and I'm part of this, like, I was oh, this is going to be Eisenhorn, of course. I mean, it's it's a good starting point. It's a good jumping on point for people who don't know the setting. Right. But take it from me that <laughs> within very few months uh things can drastically change uh, <laughs> when you're trying to sell a property for dis- distribution yeah uh, and and amazon probably has its own um its own footprint on what they want to see so maybe eisenhorn is not what they settled on and it is part uh, of henry cavill's statement that he he says like we're going to bring you something fantastic that is as of yet unseen I think the nice thing, like the thing that that I like about Henry Cavill being like 
part of the show running team here mm-hmm. is that I I'm I feel fairly confident that we're not going to run into the Warcraft movie problem where the Warcraft movie tried to simultaneously be fan service but also appear to appeal to literally every moving going audience member ever yes. and it was it, it was a fine movie it was fine it was I I did, I did not watch it um it was fine. Sure, the problem sure with the Warcraft great. is, uh, which Warhammer is not going to fall into, is that like, you know, y- you at this point we were so deep into World of Warcraft, and none of your characters are going to be in this movie. You know, and and there was this, this sort of refusal to go back to the original, you know, the actual yeah. basis. But I, I think that it's one of the benefits of Warhammer 40k as a setting is that it is not just one continuative narrative it really embraces the idea that a galaxy is monumentally Mm -hmm. large and you can pick a moment and a place in that galaxy and tell a story yeah within that without having to tell the entire thing at once and whatever story you want to tell is happening somewhere Exactly. <laughs> like it's that's, there. that's the beauty of it. This this is why when people try to put sort of too many limits on the setting, yeah. it feels unrealistic because it's so vast. Um, I, I tend to spend a lot of time watching videos of galactic scale objects. I just watched a Kurzgard video about um, wormholes, uh, dark, uh, black hole suns, Ooh. or black hole stars, and how massive they are. And I I love the idea of how big things can get yeah <laughs> and when you think uh, of how big the, the the galaxy in which the warhammer universe is set and we are talking about literally a hundred thousand light years diameter yeah. um a lot of stuff can happen in there yeah so it's 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 very interesting and that's the thing like i maybe they don't they don't do eisenhorn and they just get a fresh story but they could be doing another inquisitor they could be doing something else maybe maybe we follow the the beginning the origin of someone on what seems to be a normal planet but being recruited and to to to, to become a space marine and going through the entire thing and like just so many options like it's yeah. hard to put a finger on what they're going to be doing i mean that's one of the things that warhammer plus has shown us right mm-hmm. is that there are a lot of very interesting stories hidden here and there i'm I'm hoping it's just like a lot of people are like very gung-ho that it should be the horus heresy and i don't want that like i'm fine with that being in the cinematic universe i just it's like we discussed last week or the week before i forget about how like if you want to get into warhammer 40k this is like the horus heresy is maybe not where you start like that's a lot i I've compared it to if you wanted to get into World War II history yeah. and someone started you off uh, with, with the American Civil War. I'm yeah. saying, yes, you can draw a line to some of the events having an impact, and, yeah. and but also there's so much more. Right. And I just think, I think, like, there's plenty of interesting stories in the Horus Heresy, but I think, like, let's, let, we don't have to go back yet later and and there is an argument to just telling a new story yeah um i mean yes seeing eisenhorn brought to the screen would be fun mm-hmm. but at the same time 
anybody that's read Eisenhorn is going to know exactly where it's going. It gives also a lot of ground for people to nitpick and complain about things being changed. Yep. And I'm always... I'm always down for new stories, um, but then again, you know, I'm as, also is. like I, I, I wouldn't mind a story in which some of those bigger, more well-known characters are like side characters. Like I don't know if you know Tom Stoppard's Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, which take place in like the world of Hamlet. Like it takes place mm-hmm. during the play of Hamlet, but it's what's happening with these two character, like two side characters as they go on and off stage, like in the story, like. That kind of thing, right? We're like, the story's happening over there, and we're seeing the parts of it, but that's not what we're focused on. No, and it's um, you and I were playing Dark Tide yesterday, mm. and the character interactions mentioned the Indomitus Crusade, yes, which is which is a massive thing in the forty k universe at this point in time. And but being that we're playing the, the these ex convicts and the, these <laughs> borderline unsanctioned psychers and all that, like we're. The, the, the conversation was interesting because it was so low level. It's like, hey, have you heard of this? It's like, eh, kind of not. Well, it's all the rage. Like, it's the, it's big news, I guess. It's, I mean, one of and, them was our ogre and who didn't know anything, and that is <laughs> not surprising. True, but it, it 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 puts you into perspective that some of the larger events, some of the some of the larger names, like wouldn't like yeah. You could have you could have a like ro- the return of Primark Reboot Guliman is a massive deal. Like the yeah. fact that we had a, a loyalist Primark in 40k have his own fig was such a, a thing. But to a fringe world guardsman, you know, yeah, fighting off some tyrannids, he might not even know. Like he doesn't <laughs> get the newsletter. Yeah. Because we forget, right? Like there's so much it's so far in the future that things have regressed so much right like we think about now and plus like the scale like you said like we think about now right where information spreads insanely quickly it it doesn't do that it like it'll do that in small pockets but not galactic wide exactly i mean we're we're on one planet with eight billion people um information travels instantly unless it's going through some filters and then it can get slowed down mm-hmm. and, like, and you the can imperium to... has a lot of filters exactly so um but mo- mo- moving forward one of the things also i want to address is that we keep talking about like all right well Ver- vertigo is definitely going to have some yeah. control and producer henry cavill which is going to be a, a, a very worthy guardian of the games workshop yes. um, brand the 40k ip one of the things that we tend to forget also is that uh, Games Workshop. Oh yeah, absolutely. We've we've grown to think of Games Workshop as um, the, this friendly, like we, this tiny little you know company that makes <laughs> cute little toys, and we yeah. keep forgetting that there's a reason they're in a position to have Henry Cavill. Uh, like Henry Cavill is not bringing up this tiny little uh, company yeah. from Nottingham to the to to Hollywood level. Games Workshop has stores all over the world. Yeah. Uh, they, they sell their products in dozens of languages. Mm-hmm. They uh, <laughs> they have AAA games of their licenses yeah. coming out um, a lot recently. Like, they're not powerless either and games workshop as much as we get angry that they they changed the name of blood red to corn red yeah (laughs) at the same time that very same rabid 
um, possessiveness of mm-hmm. their IP is what will protect these TV series. Like, yeah. yes, think of it. Um, think of it in in Eldar terms. Yes, absolutely. Henry Cavill will like reload the guns to um, fight anyone in a boardroom that tends that wants to corrupt the IP. But he's the avatar of Kane. Yeah. He's an yeah. avatar of Games Workshop in in this situation. Mm-hmm. So even should like even should Henry Cavill not necessarily have the leverage. I'm pretty sure Games Workshop does not sign these agreements without making sure that they have the leverage. Right. Absolutely. And that makes and that makes it exciting. Like I one of the things that you you and my brother who I play Darktide with are probably gonna get really sick and tired of is me marveling when I walk next to a Lemanra tank in Darktide yeah. and just go, Oh, it's so cool for two minutes. Um this is what we're gonna get. Yeah. And I'm really happy about it. Now, not to say that this is not going to cause that this has not obviously caused a little bit of uh, of its own minor internet drama. Very quickly, the the phrase that I promised to bring you something familiar. Um, some people have latched on very very quickly and saying that uh, Henry Cavill will will not bring us something too woke and <laughs> oh, and it's being a big afraid because everybody. sorry. It's a big galaxy, everybody. Big galaxy. And also, like, a, a lot of people were very afraid of, oh, no, it's at Amazon. And look what they did to to to, to the rings of power Which with, like, great. racial diversity as if that's all, like, a terrible thing. Uh, again, large universe. Mm-hmm. If you think Amazon had flexibility in doing certain like making certain quote-unquote changes to a setting that was unspecified i guess anyways if you think that amazon took liberties wait until you see what they can do in what is literally a limitless universe (laughs) yeah um but you know what some people are gonna get angry no matter what's gonna happen and um they will not be missed no i'm just hoping that it's not all space marines that's like literally my only hope for this or even all humans like give me something like even if that's even if it's the quote-unquote bad guy fine just like give me something interesting give me orcs give me gene stealers give me tyranids give me something give me eldar give me whatever just please just something like i understand that space marines are the poster children and so that's probably where we're gonna start and that's fine but like there's other stuff out there (laughs) I think if they're smart, they will do this from the point of view of human being, because to a certain degree, like as much as people want to see Space Marine uh, main characters, I guarantee that you do not. Um, Not at first, at least. If you want the Space Marines to be introed in all their glory properly in a cinematic universe, you need to see this from a human standpoint. You need to be introduced to a guardsman or a civilian or or an inquisitor, something close to baseline human have i don't know how many seasons or episodes until you see your first space marine and then and then you're like oh yeah okay oh he he is a a head and a half taller in that big armor and he just killed things that have this decimated my platoon like you want that scene yeah of a space marine space marining out at the scale (laughs) of a space marine yes if you go into the cinematic universe and your baseline is a space marine, 
it's going to be hard to make Space Marines look impressive. I think that's one of the things that Angels of Death has managed to do fairly well. I mean, we do have humans, like we have the shipmistress and all of the humans that are running the the whatever of ball. Um, the the ship. The ship. Um, <laughs> so we do we do still have that human perspective, but I think what makes what makes Angels of Death really good is that it we we come up against things that even space marines are having a hard time with. And so it's like a delicate balance. It's a delicate balance, but also uh, Angels of Death is it's it's a space marine story sold on a specifically Games oh, Workshop yeah, platform for space marine enthusiasts. And we already know. Yeah, we do already know. We we already know what that scale of power and that 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 scale of 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 majesty is yeah um and even knowing that even having known that for 25 years myself that's not what that's not how i want to be introduced to them on screen um not not outside of the the walled garden that is warhammer tv Mm -hmm. so it's there's obviously going to be a, maybe a little bit more news, like in a couple of days, like little details here and there. Um, but I, I expect this is going to go dormant for a few months oh, yeah. while more things are being developed. Like this, they're saying like we're, we're, we're our first steps is finding our filmmaker, creator, and writer. Yeah, that is that is beyond the first. Like that is that is the first steps. That what is they're saying is we've got step. the money, which that's great. That's a lot of work, or we've they at least have... got some of the money. <laughs> They have more important than just the money. They have what my team's been really yeah. hungering for is a distribution platform that has signed an agreement or signed an agreement enough that they're capable of going public with it. Right. Um, which is a massive deal. Um, mm-hmm. Being able, like, because you can have all the money in the world. You can produce whatever you want. You can film whatever you want. If afterwards you don't have a place to, to, uh, to, to, you know, to put yeah. it out chances are you're not going to make that money back because you're going to be independently <laughs> releasing it or yeah. you're going to be putting it on YouTube or whatever. Like it's, it becomes a problem. So having, being able to know like, yes, we can put it on this one, like we can sell it to this streaming platform. It, it gives gives you an idea of, first of all, the budgets that you're working with, yeah. the capabilities you have and knowing that it's going to have a home at least until uh, it gets canceled yeah, by yeah. some uh, pissy executive somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just glad it's not on Netflix. I don't. I don't think two seasons of uh, no. of, uh, of Warhammer is going to be enough. I mean, I I don't necessarily trust Amazon any more than that. But I, I I had this conversation. Like the best place for something like this would have been Disney because yeah. Disney doesn't cancel things ever as easily. Like they have limited runs. Like they're saying we're going to do two seasons of this, but they're going to do their two seasons of this, right? So like they're they're very they, they they protect the things they work on very well. Um, but I don't want games. I don't want Warhammer to be owned by Disney. No, so no 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 not even a little. I mean no you're right in their, though. In, in their defense, like Disney has pushed the envelope of what they usually do. Yeah. Um, on on some of their properties. So no. I'm not saying they would necessarily do a good a bad job with it. Right. And, if we get it, <laughs> the Warhammer section of Disney World might be really cool. I don't know, but mm. I, I just don't feel that that's the place for it. Yeah. Whew. Um. Yeah. So it's sorry for the long show, guys. Uh, <laughs> obviously, 
I have a lot to talk about this. Like I could go on, like I have my own experiences. I've had my brush with vertigo entertainment. Um, I've there's, there's, there's a lot of this that is very exciting to me on a sort of, I'm not saying this, like expect to see my name in the credits, not even close, but like there's a lot of this that's exciting to me because of my own very superficial brushes with Hollywood. Like I, it's fun to see the, 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 the mechanics that don't work out for me, work out for a property that I, that I enjoy and I love. Sure. I love enough to make a podcast about it anyways. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I do, I'm with you in that we're going to like have this and maybe like a little bit more. And then we're not going to hear about it. And then everyone is going to complain all of the time about how we haven't heard anything about it. Oh, we're, we're going to get at least two videos from the usual, um, <laughs> the usual, the usual outrage merchants <laughs> saying like, sources say uh, Henry Cavill's Warhammer 40k cinematic universe canceled at Amazon. And it's, it's all going to be Sources say Henry Cavill lit his models on fire in his backyard. And... Yes, no, absolutely. Like, there's, <laughs> like, we are going, like, brace yourself. The YouTube liars are coming. Yeah. They're already drafting their first. Mm-hmm. They're probably already bullshit. out there like, by now. It has been 24 hours. They're probably there, there. Oh no, there is definitely already a. Here's couple, how Amazon um, is going to ruin ga- like Games Workshop. Yes. It's going to be a listicle, like seven ways oh, yeah. games, uh, Amazon and Henry Cavill are going to ruin uh, Warhammer 40k at, Am- at Amazon. Like forever, forever. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, no. Henry Cavill will personally <laughs> go to your um, to your your home, and he's going to take, take all your all Space your Marine models and uh, and and sculpt boobs on them, and then you'll be out. <laughs> Like that, that is literally what he, they're going to do with that budget. Um, oh yeah. But aside from that, like, I mean, if this <laughs> is a success, um, the 40 K universe, we've, we've said it and I think we're threaded water a bit, but if this is a success and it kind of has to be yeah. because we're not going to get many shots at this. No. Uh, but if this is a success, like you can expect the, 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 uh, aliens, but with Tyranids, you yeah. can expect, uh, I, I mean, we, we, Games Workshop's found even a little bit of success in the young adult literature uh, mm-hmm. things. Like, Black Library has an entire bay at our local Indigo store, which is kind of the Canadian equivalent of Barnes and Nobles, yeah. of Black Library books. That's just cool. One bay, just Black Library books. And that is a five-minute walk away from the official Warhammer store that has their own collection of Black Library books for yeah. sale. So very comfortable in this bilingual city selling English copies of that one collection. The only right. other author or entity that has equal coverage as Black Library there is Stephen King. Hmm. And then I don't even think it's a popularity thing. It's just the vast amount, amount. of various media. And yeah. like I said, like we've, we've got horror, they've been delving into crime. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's, all of this is going to kind of connect together. The idea that we have all this variety in different types of storytelling. I was mentioning young adult, like the Warhammer adventures, I think have been fairly successful for, yeah. for, for Warhammer, like seeing a, um, a, a dragon prince season one to three, not season four uh, ver- version of those, those, those stories yeah. brought to Amazon would be great. Like another way of, of consuming. So, and then we've talked, you and I, a lot about um, characters from the fiction bleeding over into mm. models and into rules. Whatever gets created, that's cool. If we see a very awesome 
ship or monster or or faction emerge from that the, mm-hmm. the cinematic universe having it bleed into the game is going to be exciting like there's there's a very bright future that if the product is quality enough yeah, yeah. i don't want to encourage people to shut down the complainers but maybe this is the time to shut them down <laughs> or at least maybe, ignore maybe, them like don't like, engage like just like, Here's here's my tip. Um, if you if if whatever comes out of this you enjoy and you see a, any algorithm on Facebook or YouTube suggest reasons why you should not enjoy it, don't click. No, not even because, don't hate watch. Just yeah, let it die. Don't let it let let these people not have money <laughs> and stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, there's plenty, like, aside from us, there's plenty of people that are doing legitimate, neutral reporting, if you will, on, on this, on, on Warhammer, find them, go to them and, and let the outrage merchants not choke out the oxygen from the properties we love. I think that's goes around the subject quite a while, quite All a, right. uh, uh, I am, I'm going to take 45 seconds here and I'm going to put forth my, my desire. All right. In in right, your right, you've right. said this, I've just thought of this when you were talking about things bleeding back into the game. So um is it Mantic that owns all the Star Wars stuff now? I forget. Is it? Uh, no, I, I forget know. who it is that does Mythic, Mythic, Mythic. I don't know. Um, but whoever's doing all the X Wing and and all of those uh Legion and all those Star Wars tabletop games now, they're putting out another Star Wars game and it is a bigger scale than twenty eight slash thirty two. Mm-hmm. So this has already got me thinking about um, this is the scale that Inquisitor used to be. Yes, 52, so 52 50, 54 millimeters. Something like that. So what if, as you say, this story is focused on a human, like we start from a human perspective, and let's say that it is the Inquisition, and let's say that maybe we get Inquisitor back in a big scale. I would, and wouldn't that be delightful? Wouldn't that be the Adepticon announcement that would <laughs> be knock next year. all our pants off. Yeah. Um, just a thousand nerds without pants in that auditorium. <laughs> so I just wait. wanted to like put that out into the universe uh, here since I thought of it <laughs> for other people to enjoy. I, I would be absolutely down. I think I still have an Inquisitor uh, core book. And listen, you you and I have freaked out and yelled at the very presence of a demon host while playing dark time. <laughs> um, no, 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 that's no, no, very, no. That, that is very much the, uh, the vibe of the inquisitor bo- um, tabletop yeah. game. So yeah, bring that back. That'd yeah. be great. There you go. So, so, um, yeah, that's, that's a lot. Sorry. Obviously this is, we went long because this is very exciting news. This is news that, um, very much like Henry, we've been wanting for 30 <laughs> years. Yeah. So, but uh, on, on the other hand, we probably will not have uh, another show until at least after Christmas. We yeah. may do a little bit of little something something between the two holidays. We'll if not, we'll probably only see you guys in the new year. Yeah. So Hope that's you get all our of your good uh, hobby presents for, for yes. the new year. I mean, for the holidays, because that'll be good. And, and if and if you don't receive anything from from your loved ones uh, for hobbies, remember if grandma gives you a a few a few dollars, you can always go spend that yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Get- um. My first my 
first Warhammer army was purchased with a uh, American Express gift card I got for Christmas. So there we are. It's totally doable. You can do it. My first Warhammer fantasy army was a bunch of high elves that my ex at the time um, left on the table a few days before Christmas when she uh, when she broke up with me. <laughs> Great. Very bittersweet. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I've lived note. a tragic life. Uh, yeah, so we are also coming up on Hobby New Year for those of you who are not Adepticon Orthodox like we are. Um, so that'll be exciting. It'll be time for, for GW to start there like, hey, let's time to start your next Armies on Parade. So that might be a thing too. Until then, all of our social media and contact information is in the show description. And until we see you again, happy hobbying. <laughs> <laughs>